In Colorado, 15% of older adults are over age 65 and single. 31% are men and 55% are women. With boomers living longer with more active lifestyles, living single or solo has its advantages. The refrigerator is stocked only with your stuff. You control the remote control. You set the alarm clock to your time or sleep crossways on the bed. All you want. Ah, great. Yeah. However, for 27% of boomers without children, living alone as they grow older, that can be a real challenge. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. Aging solo without a close family support network is a concern. And should one also lack an aging support system, aging solo becomes a serious risk. Aging solo has the challenges of long-term care for one and can also lead to isolation and loneliness. And both of those carry definitive health risk. It is important to understand the aging solo challenges and available alternatives. To help us understand both, at the Aging in America National Conference, we connected with author of the book, Essential Retirement Planning for Solo Agers. We are with Sarah Zefgeber. I guess are we seeing the number of older adults being single without kids? Is that increasing and therefore it's generating a concern about who's going to take care of them as they get older? Absolutely. Yes. In fact, the um, U.S. Census Bureau did a study a couple years ago on the data that they'd been collecting. First study that I know of that they did on older adult childlessness. And it has essentially doubled for the baby boom generation over what it was for the World War II generation or silent generation, whatever you call the one before the baby boomers. And it's been about 10% throughout time because that's the rate of infertility. But with the baby boomers, it zoomed up to almost 20%. And that's due to some factors that you can pretty well figure out when you think about what was happening in the late 60s and through the 70s. Women were able to go to pretty much any college they wanted, pursue any career they wanted. Lots of doors were opening for, for women that had never been opened to them before. Not to mention the advent of birth control, which came about in 1964, which the baby boomers were really the first generation to be able to take advantage of. Um, solo aging, I think you also included maybe people that are married that have kids that are estranged. Are we seeing a lot of that with families now? I think we're seeing more of it, unfortunately, and also families that have killed kids who kind of failed to launch or kids who ended up being addicted to drugs and not able to take care of themselves, uh, let alone, um, yeah, let alone take care of their parents. So, Are you seeing more solo agers being men than women? That's a really interesting question. Yes and no. I actually did see a statistic that showed that there were a few more solo ager men. I'm not sure. I, I honestly can't remember where that statistic came from because generally we think of solo agers more being women because women still live longer. So women who are widows can also be solo agers if they don't have children or if their children live far away or failed to launch. So... It, it's. I can't answer that conclusively. Is it that a lot of men are uh, isolated 
And so participating in surveys and stuff like that is stuff that they don't do. And so therefore we may have a skewed idea if men are solo or not. I think that's true. I think we have a very little way of measuring it. Although, again, the Census Bureau report was the one that actually put men kind of a, a notch higher in numbers than women. And so the census is something that people just d do in general, um, unless they're concerned because they're, they're illegal immigrants or whatever that issue is. But um, in general, um, people fill out the census, men and women. And you're, I think you're right. Other surveys that come out, women are more likely to pick them up and say, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do my part. In writing your book, What's the one thing, one or two things you may have found out that people that are aging alone are worried about? Is it housing? Is it money? Is it family connection? What is on their minds that maybe the rest of us don't know? Uh, well, certainly money. Money's on everybody's mind, right? Uh, and that's a big concern. I have a lot of people that come up to me um, after my talks and say, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have any retirement savings. I'm all by myself. Um, I have friends, but I, I have no resources. I have no kids. I have nothing to fall back on. So, yeah, I think money and where am I going to live is a big concern for people. But honestly, the bigger concern I have is people who aren't thinking about it at all. They live day to day, and when asked to think about what they're going to do when they get older, they just, they just want to go away. Just don't bother me with that. Their heads are in the sand. Total denial. And it's rampant in the baby boom generation, really rampant. I wonder why, because, well, I, I know the baby boomers had their... Uh their tagline, forever young. Okay, we, we are surrendering the young, but probably holding on to the forever a lot longer than what we really want to. But is it something that uh, people are just avoiding because they'll also have to think of other issues or things connected with age and they don't want to go there yet? Yeah, things connected with age are sickness and pain. And they don't want to think about either of those. Um, many of them had parents that they watched get old and frail and needy. Um, some of them had experiences where parents went into assisted living or, um, unfortunately, nursing homes, skilled nursing. And so they're looking at that and thinking, I'm not going there. I'm not sure how they plan to avoid it, but <laughs> not that for me. <laughs> A lot of them are also saying, I'm going to age in place. What are they meaning about age in place? I guess it has a different meaning to different people. I guess so. A lot of baby boomers have been in the home they live in now for 30 years, 40 years. Um, some of them in some areas of the country have lived their childhood in the, the home that, they're, that they inherited from their parents and they're still in. So I understand that, the nostalgia and not wanting to let go of something secure or something that's sheltered them all their lives, even though they're, they can be in many ways very inappropriate places to age in. Two and three stories, maybe out in a rural area or even on a suburban cul-de-sac where they don't know their neighbors. People drive in and out of their garages and they never see one another. And those are terrible places to age. If, if, so if that's what aging in place means to you, it's a dangerous idea. It's a lonely idea. It leads to isolation. 
you recommending that uh, boomers, especially since they are the new seniors around here, that at least they owe themselves the opportunity to at least go investigate other living options and maybe retirement communities may not be on the surface what you think, but at least go find out about them or co-housing should they investigate other options than the one they currently have? I think they should. Um, not a large percentage of people are going to be able to afford the traditional kind of senior living, the kind where you have uh, meals cooked for you and somebody, somebody comes in and cleans your place and you really don't have anything to worry about. Those are very pricey. And I think the latest figure I heard was something like 12% of the population can even afford something like that in any part of the country, let alone the more expensive parts of the country. So, but there are, there are alternatives. There are, and that's, again, why I've become a big fan of mobile home parks or tiny home villages or any, anything that gets people living in a congregate way. I know of people who have, together with several other friends or other couples, have bought land together and, and put up small homes on it. They've bought a big home and have turned it into... Um, a kind of a communal living space. So there are these one-off sort of situations, and they're not for everyone. So I, I'm, I'm really looking to, I'm looking to society. I'm looking to the AAAs. I'm looking to the senior centers. I'm looking to those groups that, that aggregate seniors to come up with some novel solutions. You know, let's come up with some ways that people can live near one another. If you live in a condominium or an apartment complex, it might already be what we call a NORC, a naturally occurring retirement community, which is great. Then you already have a community, but so many people in America live in the suburbs or in a rural area, and those are they're not great places to age, especially if you don't have the support of your kids. One of the things you said that you are a big fan of planning what are we meaning by planning? Are we meaning estate planning or just finding a new place to live or spending less money? Where are you going with planning that boomers and seniors should be doing now? Everything you mentioned is part of planning. Doing your estate planning, creating an advanced directive, finding people that agree to be that person in your life that is called if you have a fall or if you end up in the hospital somehow, if something starts to go, go wonky in your life, that person has agreed to be the one who's called, agreed to be the one who makes the medical decisions if you cannot, if, if you're incapable of making your own decisions. We all need to find those people in our lives. So that's part of estate planning. Also the powers of attorney for finances. We don't have kids to kind of naturally fall into those positions. We need to find other people to do it. Sometimes it's the right answer is hiring professionals to do it. Uh, there are professionals out there, depending on what state you live in, they're called different things. In California, we have professional fiduciaries. Um, there are professional guardians, not the kind that may be nominated by the court, but that's where you don't want to end up, with the court nominating a in your planning and estate planning, would you say to even those who have kids, to get the buy-in from the kids that they're going to be there to do it, you know, no matter where you live or they live? Absolutely. Yeah, everyone should do their estate planning. Everyone. 
everyone needs I mean, I've heard the case made that you need to, by the time you're 18, you need to make a will and, and create an estate plan for yourself. But certainly by the time you're 50, you should be making your first estate plan. So to boomers that are getting older, is the real first step to admit that I'm older now and I'm going to be even older than this and I need to really take a look at it, even if I have to step back for a bit before I can go ahead and be realistic about who I am, where I am, and where I need to go. You make it sound like there should be a 12-step program for aging, and maybe there should be. <laughs> yeah. First step is admitting you're, you're older. <laughs> I, I guess in the end, aging alone isn't something to be afraid of, but it is something if you plan for it can be successful. I'd be afraid of aging alone. I don't think anybody should age alone. And yes, you should plan too, but part of that plan is figuring out what your social network is going to be. So, no, I think aging alone is real scary. Well, women, you all build connections among each other pretty well and pretty easily. Men usually don't as well. And I, I, I guess, yeah, coming off a pandemic, everybody has learned what being alone is about. But at the same time, you can't be so afraid of it that you do nothing. Yeah, and I think maybe the pandemic was a wake-up call to more than just women, you know, maybe men as well. Um, but it's also um, incumbent upon anybody out there that has a solo ager in their family. And that's everyone. Everyone's got a solo ager somewhere in their family, their extended family. We all know a solo ager, even if you aren't one yourself. Make sure that they are not going to be isolated and alone later in life. And you wouldn't recommend to some men, well, I don't want to age alone. If all these things are going to happen, let me run out and get married right now. I think women are too smart for that. <laughs> They can see them coming a mile away. We do thank Sarah Zeff-Geber for being our guest on this edition. Again, her book is entitled Essential Retirement Planning for Solo Agers. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Get yourself vaccinated for your health and your family's safety. And we do thank you for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.